Hey, it's Cody Woodard, pastor of Renovation Church in Gallatin, Tennessee. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast today. I hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and helps you see that God wants to do something new in and through your life. Enjoy the message. What an awesome morning it is. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in with us this morning for Renovation Church Online. If I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet or hang out with you or talk to you, I would love to get to do that. My name is Cody. I get to serve as the pastor here. And uh, man, God is moving. And I just wanna encourage you right now, if you haven't shared this yet, I want you to share it. It is the easiest way to invite somebody to church. It's the easiest way for you to invite a friend, a coworker, for them to be a part of what God has for them today. It really is an honor. Make sure you let us know if it's your first time. You can comment, let us know. We wanna get to know you. Man, what an incredible day. What an incredible day. The Spirit of God is in this room. And I I know and I pray that He is right where you are, whether you're in your living room, whether you're driving a car, whether you're down at the beach on vacation. I just want you to know right now, God is gonna do something in your life today. So right now, if you will, just stretch your hands towards heaven. Wherever you're watching from, I want you to lift your hand. And I want you to pray this with me. Say, God, I thank you for today. Move in my life. Do something beyond my understanding. God, I'm believing you for it today. And Father, I just ask right now that your spirit would meet people wherever they are. God, you are not confined to space. And so God, we just want more of you today. We want more, more of you and less of us, more of your spirit and less of our pride. God, get us out of the way. God, there are no superstars today. There are no celebrities. God, this isn't about any one person on this platform. God, this is about you. And so I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would move. God, that people would know that you want to meet them where they are, that you love them, that you never want them to be the same. God, I pray today that we would leave this time together better than we came in. God, that we would be transformed and changed by your love and by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, hey, thank you again. We are in the middle of a series called Life's Better This Way. And it really is just our hope to share our heart and our vision for your life, but really more importantly, God's vision for your life. And so over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about our vision to help you follow Jesus and find community. And today, I wanna talk about how to discover your purpose because we believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And so there's this question that we all ask. It's probably the most Googled question on the internet. It's at least the top five. And, and it's this one, how do I know my purpose? How do I know my purpose? And you know, I think this idea of purpose is important because when you don't know your purpose, you start to ask why. And I think there's been a lot of that in this season, right? Because for me, over the past couple of weeks, I've been asking God why. I've been asking him like, why, why is this happening in our country, right? Just a couple of months ago when this whole COVID thing started, in an attempt to save lives, we shut the country down and we, we quarantine ourselves, which is the right thing to do. And we're trying to stop the spread of this virus. But at the same breath, while we're saving lives, we're also ruining lives because the economy is tanking. And so for months and months, we're just trying to figure out what to do, right? Because none of us saw this coming. 
None of us really knew what to expect. And so we were hopeful, like, right? Like over time, what started to happen is like, it moved from this fear and then people just started getting tired of it. And so I'm just like, I'm just tired of being quarantined. I'm just tired of having to wear a mask. I'm just kind of tired of it. And so as the phases began to go on and things started to open back up, we start going back to our normal lives. But then we soon realized things still aren't normal. And because here we are, right? We're seeing the, the rise of cases start to, to go up again and things are starting to go backwards in phase. And over the past two weeks, you know, we made the decision two weeks ago to open our church and to have people gathering right here physically. And as I knew that the best decision was to meet online, I just started to ask God, like, why? I mean, what's the purpose of all this? I mean, I heard you clearly. I believe that you wanted us to open. I mean, I, I knew that it was the right thing to do because as we opened our doors, people came from all over the city, all over different counties to come and be here because they've been watching online. And so many of you were here just this last weekend as we celebrated baptisms. And, and as I just began to ask God why, God began to put something into my spirit that I wanna share to you today that I think is so crucial to your, to your purpose. And as I began to ask God why, God asked me, Cody, what's your why? What's your why? Why do you do what you do? Why does your church exist? And I began to say, God, I know our church exists to help people follow you and find community and discover their purpose. And together we can make a difference. I know that's why we exist. And he says, exactly. You think that I won't do it again? You, you think that just because you had to close your door, you think that I won't do it again? I mean, in the past two weeks, we saw people get baptized. We had 30, 40 people that are new coming in. We saw kids get excited about Jesus. We have people that are, are coming in, in, in from all over the country to be a part of our team. Where we had two people Google Renovation Church internships in the United States and found us, right? And God's going, if I was, if I was faithful then, what makes you think I'm gonna not be faithful now? What makes you think that I'm not gonna show up again? What makes you think that I won't do the immeasurably more? Because last season, I blessed you in ways you didn't even have the faith to pray. I blessed you financially. I blessed you with people. And I'm just asking God this season, God, I just want more of you. I want more of you. And so he goes, what's your purpose? Why are you here? And I think that's where we have to start today. Because if you don't know your why, you will never know your way. And so what's your, what's your purpose? Because I do believe that God has a purpose for you, that God has a plan for your life and that his plan is far better than any other plan that you could have for you. And we know this verse, we've heard this preached before. You see it on bumper stickers, you see it on coffee mugs, you see it on everything, right? It's Jeremiah 29, 11. And we'll quote this all the time. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, we'll quote verses like that. And we'll believe, yes, God has a plan for my life. But the problem a lot of times is, is that we don't know the plan. We believe he has a plan. We, we believe that we, we wanna believe it's true. We wanna believe that there's a better future and a better hope. But a lot of times what we do is we stop right there. We stop on verse 11. Not many of you would ever know verse 12 because it's better just to quote off that God has a plan than actually to involve yourself in the process. 
See, God's plan involves a process with your life. So check out what it says in verse 12. It says this, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me, watch this, when you seek me with all your heart. God's promise, when you seek me, you will find me, the process. When you seek me with all your heart, then he says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. It's the heartbeat of God. It's his plan. It's his purpose for your life. And so I just wanna tell you, the only one who can give you purpose is God. Because everything that was created has a purpose. And so creation's given its purpose by its creator. Never do you see the creation look at the creator and say, I'm gonna define my role. Instead, you see the creator look at the creation and say, I'm gonna tell you why you exist. So God has a plan and purpose for your life and it is far better than anything you can imagine. So I just, I want you to look at me right now. You may feel like an accident. You may feel like you don't have purpose. But God tells us in Ephesians 2.10 that you are his masterpiece, that you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And so I think a lot of times we don't experience our purpose because we're not in the right environment. And so the past couple of weeks, first, the first week we talked about life's better this way. We talked about that it's God's design for you to follow him, to follow Jesus. That there is a difference in saying you believe in Jesus and believing Jesus. There is a difference in being a follower of Jesus and being a fan of Jesus. There's a difference in standing on the sidelines, singing worship songs and putting praise hands in the air and getting in the wheelbarrow. This idea of following Jesus is the idea of surrender. And that's the good news of the gospel, that Jesus loved you so much, he came to earth, died on the cross for your sin and mine so that we can be forgiven. But Jesus didn't only come to earth to forgive you for your sin. He came to earth to give you purpose. And here's what I know that purpose is always connected to people. And that's why we say it's our goal to help you find community. It's the thread throughout all of scripture. And here's why, because you will never find freedom with the wrong friends. You gotta have people around you in order to experience freedom. James tells us that he says to confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. So see, we go to God for forgiveness, but we go to people for healing. You gotta get in a community. You need some friends who are gonna make you better. You need some friends who are gonna help you trust God and help, help you find spiritual strength. And you need some friends who are gonna tell you the truth because your environment matters. So I don't know if you know about this place in our country, in America, it's called Death Valley. And Death Valley is the hottest and driest place in all of our country. It never rains, which is why they call it Death Valley because it doesn't rain, nothing ever grows. And so here's a picture of it right here on the screen. This is a picture of Death Valley. As you can see in it, there's nothing growing because it never rains, it's too hot, it's always dry. But something interesting happened in the winter of 2014. 
2004, I'm sorry. In 2004, one winter day, nobody really knows why, rain came, about seven inches of rain fell in Death Valley. Now, as you can imagine, hundreds of years of Death Valley not getting rain and being dead and being dry, nothing really happened after seven inches of rain. I mean, that's not a significant amount when you put it on the course of time. And so the next day, nothing happened. But something interesting happened in the spring of 2005. This is what Death Valley looks like on that day. It's crazy, right? Because what they discovered in that moment was that Death Valley wasn't actually dead. Death Valley was dormant. See, there were these seeds of potential underneath the surface. And if they were simply in the right environment, they would grow. Some of you know where I'm going with this. My goal as a pastor, our goal as a church is to help get you in the right environment around the right people so that you can live out your purpose. Because God has potential. He's put potential inside of you. He's given you a purpose. And so let me just say this, under the, everybody under the sound of my voice, everybody watching online right now, you may think that your life is dead. You may not be seeing anything produced in your life, but beneath the surface, there's a seed of potential and God wants to get you in the right environment so that you can flourish. It is God's heart for you. In John 10, 10, Jesus says that I have come to give you life and life to the full. That he actually wants you to grow. He actually wants you to succeed. He wants you to be nourished. He wants you to experience not only forgiveness, but freedom. And so if you're not following Jesus and you're not in community, you will never discover your purpose. So what's your purpose? And how do you find it? Now, some of you may not know that, and that's okay. There was a study Barna did that said 87% of Christians, 87% of the body of Christ didn't know their part in the body of Christ. Can you imagine? Like if your life, if your, if your body, if your body didn't know, 87% of your body didn't know what it was gonna do. It didn't know its own part. It wouldn't be able to function. And I would argue this may be the primary reason why the church of Jesus doesn't act and live and love the way it is because the, the people in it don't know their purpose. And I would argue that the most dangerous thing to planet earth is someone without purpose. And so I want to talk to you about this today. I want to talk to you about this idea of discovering your purpose, because if you forget your why, you'll never find your way that you were created on purpose and for a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says that we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Why do you exist? God, put before the foundation of the world, gave you a gift and says you exist to make a difference in this world. And so that's God's plan for all of humanity. From the very beginning to the end, he wants four things for your life. He wants you to know him. He wants you to follow Jesus, find community, discover your purpose so that you can make a difference. Now, we really believe that life is better this way. It's better. It's better this way. It's better than anything the world has to offer you. 
It's better than anything you can find on Instagram. It's better than anything a person can give you or a place you can find. It's better. Life is better this way. If you agree with a shout amen in the chat, write it down. Life is better this way. But here's what you need to understand. I say this way because there is another way. See, if that's God's plan for your life, then the enemy also has a plan for your life. And that plan probably looks different than you think. Because see, Hollywood tells us we get this picture of a devil with horns and all this stuff, and he just wants you to not believe God exists. Maybe that's true, but a lot of us are too smart for that. A lot of us know God exists. So his strategy is to take you down a different road that when you're driving, you don't realize it's a different road until you get to the wrong destination. And so his plan for you is just slightly different than God's plan for you. His plan looks like this, follow yourself. Do whatever makes you happy. Do what makes you feel good. You deserve it, you've earned it, it's your life. Follow yourself. And then he says, find fame. Make your name great. Do whatever it takes to be known. And that's why you gotta discover a platform that you need a place where you can be seen. You need a place where you can be discovered. And so pay for Instagram followers. Do whatever you gotta do. Show some skin online. Do whatever you gotta do. Discover your platform. And here's why, because it'll help you make a dollar. See, this is the enemy strategy for your life. And here's the truth. A lot of you right now, if I were to say, where are you at on this continuum? Some of you are living your life to make a dollar. Some of you are living your life to discover a platform or, or be famous. And some of you are just doing me. Just doing me. Right? And, and so wherever you're at on that platform, here's what I need you to understand. That, that road you're on may look good and feel good, but the destination leads to death. The destination doesn't lead where you think it leads. And so what happens is, is as we experience this stuff, we experience this road that some of us are tempted to walk down. The enemy will actually feed you the very thing that you think will make you happy. And so you'll think that you're getting rich. You'll think that you're finding value. You think that you're finding significance. And what at the end of your life will happen is you'll realize he's selling you counterfeit money. And at the end of your life, you're gonna go look at all I got and then God goes, it's worth nothing. It's a different path. And so you may know that the enemy leads to destruction, but the drive is deceiving. And so the greatest strategy, strategy in life, the greatest tragedy in life, excuse me, is not death, but a life without purpose. Mark Twain said it this way. He said, the, most, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. You were created on purpose and for a purpose. Romans 12, Paul says this in verse six. He says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. That word gifts comes from the Greek word charis is where we get our word charismatic. And so charismatic just isn't some crazy wild person shouting me down in a message. That's not what it means. It's a grace gift. It's the thing that God gives to you that, that, that makes a difference around you. It's the thing that when you do it, you find fulfillment. And then the people around you are changed because of the gift God has given you. And so you have a gift. Look into my eyes. You have a gift. 
And God wants to use your gift to make a difference around you. You have a gift. We all have different gifts. And so when we don't know our why, we'll forget our way. When you don't know why you were created, when creation doesn't know why it's created, let me, let me tell you the problem. When we don't know our purpose, we'll always abuse it. And so we ask ourselves the question, well, like, why? What's the point? Why, why am I going through this? Why, why COVID again? Why are we having to meet online again? Why, why, why? And here's what I came to tell you. Just because you didn't see it coming doesn't mean God didn't see it coming. Still has a plan, still has a purpose for your life, and it never changes. And so you got to go back to why you are who you are and who God says you are and let that determine your what. And so we start asking, why bother? What's the point? And so right now, you may be at a job, and you may be working your butt off. You may be working your tail off, and no one ever notices you. You get passed up for promotion after promotion, and you start to ask, God, why? I'm doing everything right. For some of you, it's with your teenagers. You're doing everything you can to be a good parent, to kind of give them enough space and not crowd them and teach them about Jesus, but give them the freedom they want to teach them to love God and to love people. But your, your teenagers are still disrespecting you. They're still lying behind your back. They're still sneaking out the window, thinking they're getting away with it, but they're really not because you used to do the same thing, right? Like, so we, 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 we're in this moment where you're like, God, why? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. For some of you, you're in the middle of a marriage right now where your spouse has told you that they don't want anything to do with you anymore. They're no longer in love with you. They want a divorce. And you're fighting for your marriage and you're offering to go to counseling and you're doing everything that you can do possible. But for whatever reason, they're not willing to give in. They're not willing to work it out. And you're going, God, why? Maybe for you, you've been serving God reading your Bible and praying. And for whatever reason, life doesn't seem like it's working out the way you thought it would work out. And so you ask the question, why? You begin to go, what's the purpose? And so here's what I would like to do today. I would love to go to the book of Acts. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been, I've been taking the time to study through the book of Acts as we're trying to navigate a new season as a church and what does it look like and what were the things that they really held on to and what makes the church the church? What makes, what makes the, the, the people want to know God more? We, we've been asking this question. And as I was reading Acts 13 this week, I found a really interesting verse that I guess I kind of just skipped over, but it was fresh on my mind because if you watched last week, you heard me talk about King David and how there was a prophet named Samuel that God told, hey, I want you to go and anoint the next king of Israel. And so he goes to Ben Jesse's house and he's trying to find the next king. And so here's what it says in Acts chapter 13. Check this verse out. It, 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 there's a lot there about purpose. It says this. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation. He fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Now that's a little sad, but the first part. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, what David knew was why he existed. Therefore, David was able to accomplish what he was called to do. When you know your why, you'll find your way. 
And so David knew his why. He says, it's my purpose to serve God's purpose. And so let me give you four principles of purpose. If you're just like me and you're going, okay, what is my purpose and how do I find it? Let me give you four things. Here's number one. It starts with you knowing God's plan. Now I know that may be basic, but it starts with knowing God's plan because if you don't know God's plan, you don't know God. And if you don't know God, you'll never live out your purpose. And so God's going, if you wanna live out your purpose, you need to know my plan and here's why. Because your purpose always aligns with his plan. What God wants for you will never neglect his plans for you. So you gotta know God's plan. You gotta know what he says. And so David knows, he knows God's plan. And here's what he knows, that his purpose isn't about him. Let me just say that to somebody. Your purpose isn't about you. I know you're trying to find your purpose. I know we live in a world that tells you to do your own thing, but your purpose is never about you. And this is what David knew. He says this in Psalm 57. He says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. God who fulfills his purpose for me. So his purposes shape my purpose. And so this idea of purpose is the idea of original intent. That's the definition. Purpose is of original intent. And so when we think about this idea of sin and not doing what God has called us to do, disobeying God, essentially it's an issue of purpose. Because sin is missing the mark. It's not doing the very thing that God asked us to do. And so when we don't live out our purpose, we're missing, we're missing the mark. And so when you don't know God's purpose, you'll always look for, look for it in the wrong places with the wrong people. And so let me just say this about God's purpose. His purpose is always from his love and for his glory. God's purpose is always from his love and for his glory, you can take it to the bank. So when, when you don't know what's going on and you begin to question why, always go back to what I know is true, that I know who God is, God's plan, whatever it may be, whether you see it or not, it always comes from a place from his love and it's always for his glory. That God wants to get glory out of your life. That God wants to get glory out of your story. That what he's doing right now, what he's doing right now, is there's, there's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it. And so if you follow the wrong plan, you'll find the wrong purpose. Number two, we gotta learn to be faithful where we are. That you have to learn to be faithful where you are. So David served God's purpose. He, he wasn't pursuing his dream. He, he wasn't trying to get famous. He wasn't trying to discover a platform. He wasn't doing any of that. What was David doing? He was being faithful where he was. See, last week when we talked about King David and how the prophet Samuel goes to his father's house and begins to find the next king. He goes to all his brothers and he goes to all, and then he finds David. And then where does he find David? Not taking selfies on Instagram, not trying to get everybody to know who he is. Do you know where David is? David is in the sheep pen. Check this verse out. Here's what it says. In Psalm 78, 
starting in verse 70, it says that he chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending the ewes and the lambs and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants. God's own people, Israel. What was David doing? He was simply taking care of his sheep. He was doing the last thing he knew God called him to do. If you wanna live out your purpose tomorrow, you gotta start being faithful today. You gotta go back to the last thing you know God called you to do and you gotta serve there faithfully. You gotta be faithful where you are. He wasn't seeking a position. He was serving a purpose. And I just wanna stop here and say this. Some of us, you don't like where you're at right now and you don't see the purpose and you don't see the point. And the tendency, what we'll try to do is we'll try to promote ourselves to the position we want. And so maybe for you, you're at a job right now or, or you're, you're in school right now or you're on an athletic team right now or whatever it may be and, and you don't like where you are. So what you'll try to do is get to the next thing. And here's just what I wanna tell you. You gotta be faithful where you are. Let God give you the promotion. And here's why. Because you can outpromote your anointing. What I mean by that is that God will never call you to a purpose that he hasn't prepared you for. And so when you start trying to get on a platform and you start trying to get your way and climb the ladder, people will affirm you and they may give you the position, but God didn't prepare it for you yet. So you have to trust God's timing with the promotion, whatever that may look like. And the reason why is this, because if you have to convince and manipulate your way into a seat of authority, you'll have to manipulate your way to keep it. If you gotta make your resume look good and you gotta lie to people and you gotta fluff your sales numbers, if you manipulate your way to the next position, you'll have to manipulate your way to keep it. And we see this throughout all of scripture. People trying to grab for authority and then once they get the authority, they don't have the hand of God on their life and they fall. It's called pride. So you gotta learn to be faithful where you are. That's what David did. He was faithful serving the sheep. And he probably thought, what in the world is the point? What's the point of this? I thought I was supposed to be the next king. And what he didn't know was what God was teaching him in that season was preparing him for the next. And that's why the number three thing is you gotta use what you have. You gotta use what you have. You gotta know what God has, has given you. You gotta know the gifts he's given you. Verse Verse in Psalm 78, put that on the screen for him. It says that he cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. Where did he learn to care for people at? Caring for his sheep. Where did he get his skillful hands? Tending his sheep. God used the staff that directed and led the sheep to then use it to direct his people. And so you, right now, you gotta use what you have in order to do what God has called you to do. So what are your gifts? And you may not know them, but from what Paul teaches us is he tells us that we've all been given gifts, right? Romans eight in verse six says that we all have different gifts. Every single one of us, we have different gifts. Let me, let me read you the next one just to kind of give you, and this isn't an exhaustive list of gifts, but here's what he says. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. 
If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You gotta know your gift and then you gotta use it. Whatever it may be, there are no second class callings in the kingdom that every one of us have a part to play. We're a part of a body. And if we wanna be a church that loves people and changes the world, it's gonna start with you and I knowing our purpose, knowing what God has gifted you and I to do. So what's your gift? Put this in the chat. You gotta learn to play your part. You gotta know your role. You gotta know the thing that God has called you to do. And Paul, he's the one writing this in Romans 8 and he Paul played his part. See, Paul wasn't a speaker. That was Apollos. Apollos drew the big crowd and got on the platform. But Paul changed the world through his writing. He knew his purpose. He knew his gift. You look at King David. David used what he had. If he would have taken the sword to fight Goliath, we wouldn't be standing here today because the purpose of God wouldn't have happened. But his purpose, his gift wasn't to be able to use the sword. He used the sling. And because he was faithful with what he had, he took down his enemy. You got to use what you have. You got to know your gift. You got to know your role. I think about, I think about Michael Jordan. Give the man a basketball and he'll change the course of the NBA. But give him a baseball bat. <laughs> he can't swing it. It wasn't his gift, it was his dad. He wanted to be like his dad. He wanted to, to do a different career. So what's your gift? What is, what's the thing that when you do it, it comes easy to you, but difficult to everybody else? What's the thing that when you do it, it gives you fulfillment and satisfaction and it makes a difference on the people's lives around you? Because here's why, that last part is key. And here's why, because your purpose will always be connected to people. It'll always be connected to people. So Paul says this in Colossians 3, work willingly at whatever you do, whatever. Whatever you do, as you are though working for the Lord rather than for people. And see, a lot of times the reason why we don't use our gifts is because we're constantly comparing them to everyone else's. We, we're going, God, my gift just doesn't seem significant. And the reason why we don't think it's significant is because it's not getting appraised by people. And so we look at people with a microphone, we look at celebrities and we think, if I could just get that, then I can make a difference. No, 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 that's not how God works. See, in the world, we promote the platform. But in the kingdom, God promotes the sheep pen. Jesus says in Mark 10, he says that I didn't come to be served, but to serve and give my life away as a ransom for many. We gotta stop seeking the platform and start being faithful where we are. And so if you wanna serve God's purpose, number four, then start serving God's people. If you wanna serve God's purpose for your life, then you gotta start serving God's people. And this is what David did. He, he cared for them with a, with a true heart. 
that God actually wants to not only do something in you, but through you. So if you wanna know your purpose, it's gonna start with you, knowing God and knowing God's plan. You're gonna have to take the time to actually get to know Him. And the good news is, is He actually wants to get to know you. He wants a relationship with you. And and then you gotta go, God, you know what? I'm just gonna be faithful where I'm at. Wherever you have me, whether I like it or not, whether it's on a platform or it's in the parking lot, whether it's holding babies or it's singing on the worship team, whatever it may be, you gotta be faithful where you are and use the gift you have because your purpose isn't about you. It's about God. It's about serving his people. And there's no, there's no greater feeling. There's no greater accomplishment. There's no greater purpose in life that when you do the thing that God uniquely designs you to do and you see somebody's eternity change, their perspective shifted when they look different than they did before, all because you used your gift. There's nothing more fulfilling than for God to use you to get to them. So what's your purpose? Your purpose is for God's glory and your purpose is for God's people. It's for his glory, for his people, that your purpose is so much bigger than you. So much bigger than you. And this is why at our church, we have, we have a dream team. And it's made up of people who say, you know what, I'm gonna find my purpose. That's why right now, if you, if you wanna be a part of our church, what we wanna do is actually help you discover what those gifts are. And so we'll, we'll, we have, a, we have a, a disc profile test to give you. We have a spiritual strengths test to give you because we wanna help you figure out what your part to play in the body of Christ is so that the body of Christ can function the way God designed it to function, to help people follow Jesus, to help people find community, and discover their purpose so together we can make a difference. See, you can make excuses or you can make a difference, but you can't do both. And so right now, I I just wanna challenge you. For for some of you, you've said, you know, I really wanna know my purpose. I really wanna do what God's called me to do. But just understand, if there's a desire in you to make a difference, you gotta know your purpose. And you're only gonna know your purpose if you're finding community. And you're only gonna find freedom and community is if you know God. And so I don't know what your next step is today. For some of you, you need to make the decision to stop being a fan of Jesus and be a follower of Jesus. To follow him for who he is, not just what he can give you. For others of you, you need to join a group. You need to find community. You need to have that person in your life or people in your life where you can open up about what's going on so that you can find freedom, so that you can find healing. For others of you, you do. You need to join the dream team and be a part of a group of people who are living out their purpose, who are using their gifts to strengthen the body of Christ. Now, right now in this season, it may look different, right? We don't have kids ministry but in the building, but we do have kids ministry online. You, you may have a gift for greeting people. As you saw before, we have, a, we have a pre-service hangout in the lobby where you can greet and connect and get to know people. We're gonna have groups starting up in just a few weeks where you can get in a group. I know you may prefer to be in person and maybe by that time we'll be able to. 
but don't neglect your community for your comfort. You don't have to go through life alone. Your purpose will always be connected to people. We want to help you follow Jesus. We want to see what God can do through your life so we can make a difference together. Amen. Well, let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you love us as we are, but you don't leave us as we are. God, we thank you that we get to be a part of the body of Christ. God, help us figure out and discover our gifts. God, and I just wanna say thank you to everyone who's called Renovation Home, to everyone who's watching online right now. I just wanna say thank you so much for bringing them in my life, that my life is better because they're in it. God, thank you for using us, using broken people to to make your name famous. God, may this church never be about a platform or a person. May it be about you. May we get out of the way and say, God, just use me. Here I am. Send me. Do whatever you want to do in my life. And right now, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that if today you're making a decision to follow Jesus for the first time, that you would let us know about it because we want to do life with you. We want to help you discover your purpose so that you can make a difference. So if that's you, you can pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I surrender all to you. Today, I give you my life. Today, I'm putting my faith in you and you alone. Forgive me for my sin. Save me, God, and help me find freedom in a community so that I can discover my purpose and together we can make a difference. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to the message today. I hope it encouraged you. We would love the opportunity to pray for you. Send an email to info at renovation.church. And if you would like to partner with us financially and help us reach people with the message of Jesus, you can do so at renovation.church slash give. Have a great day.